1: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45% up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
0: We begin with Colleen Lynn, president and founder of dogsbite.org. Good morning, Colleen. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you? And thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you. Um How did tell me about dogsbite.org? And how did you get involved in this?
2: I got involved about 15 years ago, so we turned 15 in October. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, I was living in Seattle, so I was out jogging, and I was attacked by a, a, a woman. Was, it, was not, it wasn't even the owner. It was a handler uh, walking in this pit bull, and it broke away from the leash. And I, you know, I spent a couple of days in the hospital. I got back home, and I you know, back then the Internet was very different. But I was searching and searching, like, what, you know, I, I sort of knew that there was sort of an inherent dangerousness with these, with these dogs. And, and I realized there's just, you know, there was a lot of propaganda out there, like pit bulls or nanny dogs and going to these forums. And so I thought, well, you know, we're going to look at the Denver model, look at the San Francisco model. They, they, they just passed some, some pit bull regulations, and I said, okay, i, I got to do this website. Um, and, uh, and I also wanted to uh, bring that to my own city of Seattle at that time, and uh, they did not want to uh, pass any regulations. Um, and so that, that sort of like this 21-page white paper became sort of the basis of the 1.0 version of the site. And it started then. And, uh, and it grew and grew and grew. And then I relocated back to Austin uh, in 2010, where I am today.
0: What do the numbers show, and I'm looking at the website here, and I see dangerous dogs, dog bites, statistics, et cetera, quick stats. For people that, and, I, and I've known people that have had pit bulls around their kids, and one one neighbor of mine had little toddlers, and one toddler would say, well, you can't go by the dog, whatever the dog's name was, because she'll growl at you if you get near her food bowl, and that like kind of sent a shiver up my spine because I'm thinking, this, this is a disaster waiting to happen. What do the numbers show?
2: Well, there's a couple of different types of numbers. So we are going to track fatalities. Now, that's obviously the rarest. Uh, well, this is why you you contacted us because of Sadie's death. Um, uh, Pipples are, are so extreme, disproportional in, in that area—66 some odd percent—and these dogs are anywhere like six to seven percent of the dog population in the U.S. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's that's way
0: too. Wait, so let's high. go slow. They they are yeah. they are responsible for how many fatalities?
2: About sixty-six percent six, of them,
0: and there are how many? Um, that we,
2: in in around six to seven percent. There's no, uh, you know, definitive way to measure the total dog population, uh, but there is a nonprofit that tries to do that by uh, looking at classified dog ads every year, uh, and so that's where I mean you could say like where you are or where I am in the South are going to be a higher population. This is a total U.S. dog population, right? So even if they even if were twelve percent instead of seven percent. Sixty-six percent of all fatalities is way out of way of whack, right? Uh, and it's, it's, it's the way that they attack that makes them disproportionately responsible for, ta- for fatalities in the U.S. Uh, and abroad. I mean, we've got regulations for these dogs in 61 countries that we can track. So there's English-speaking available that we can track these laws in those countries. You know, Forty-eight of those countries are national-level laws, all right. So this is not a problem. You know, fighting breeds, uh, particularly fighting pit bulls, are not uh, just a problem in the U.S. They're, it's worldwide. Um, and, it, and, and again, it's their manner of attack that makes them different. So the hold and shake bite style—they um, they will you know, will not stop attacking once they've started. Um, it's their manner of attack is what you know. Quite frankly, is why they're going to show up uh... disproportionately in fatal maulings um, you know, you know there's a recent study out of west virginia that's just interesting because they defined for the first time a mauling event what is a mauling event do we call these dog bites? do we call them a mauling event? Okay, so that's when uh... the peer-reviewed studies are saying well they're biting in three or more anatomical locations uh... usually it's the head, neck, shoulder regions, something like that and we know that's what happened to Sadie Okay. Uh, we don't know how long the attack was, but we know that the person who tried to intervene with the cane, it, it didn't do any good. Um, and, you know, it, the press release said that, you know, you know, she suffered, you know, extreme scalp injuries, okay? So that's a very common type of pit bull injury, and that, that is a mauling event by definition. Uh, it was her scalp. It was, you know, just, just, just horrifying. And, you know, good pit bulls, there's so many of them, okay?, But we don't – the public can't tell the difference between a good one and a bad one because, you know, if they're not giving off any signals or one day they're great, we think they're okay, uh, but then the next minute this happened.
0: Let me go through –
2: didn't know this was going to happen. Maybe. I
0: don't well, know. you, you shouldn't, you know, I look at it almost as a weapon. If you're going to have a big dog, I don't care if it's a, what is it? A Presa yeah, a yeah. Canaro or a cane Corso or, or a Mastiff yeah. or what have you, you're responsible for that. And, and I had a dog that I loved dearly. Uh, Colleen, the audience knows Betsy the Boxer that I lost okay. last March and I'm still hurting, but my, my child was grown when I got Betsy about eight years ago and I don't know that I would have even had a dog as gentle as Betsy, a big dog like that around a child. So at mm-hmm. some point you do have to look at it as you do. just the size of the dog and a child, right?
2: You do. You absolutely do. Um and I mean in this case it was such a such a horrible thing and just, you know, hey, I left the house, it was always unleashed, I didn't really care. I mean just <laughs> Let woo, me go that's
0: Yeah, let me go through some myths here from uh, dogsbite.com. Wait, did I get that right? Dogsbite.org. No, no. Yeah, we're
2: org because it's the com. It's the the other side that has our domain names. (laughs) All
0: right, dogsbite.org. It's the owner, not the breed. Address that.
2: Well, I think that uh, they want to have this polarization. You know, it's one or the other. No, it's both, okay? I mean, why would we ever say that? Of course, it's genetics, okay? Racing dogs race. Um, you know, retrieving dogs retrieve, uh, you know, herding dogs herd, fighting dogs fight. You don't have to teach a pit bull. It's bite style. Okay. It's born with it. Now, environment plays a huge role too. It's both. Okay. Um, you know, you can't say it's one or the other. It, you know, I know that they like to do that in sort of the media and, and in, you know, comments and things like that, but, but it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's both. We, you know, how do you not love, you know, genetics and dogs? When you see a border collie at work, I mean, everybody's mesmerized, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see greyhounds race; we're mesmerized. We love it, and you know, we can't take away the pit bull bite style either.
0: So, uh, what about it's impossible to identify a pit bull? I get that via text a lot of different times.
2: Yes, well, I mean, it's interesting. Why is that? Why does it have? Why does this dog breed have multiple names? The American Staffordshire Terrier. Pitbull terrier uh... you know this dog has been trying to escape its fighting background the purpose of the breed it's still purposely bred for the purposes of dog fighting south carolina recently had the largest bust i think in the history of south carolina sees like 275 fighting pit bulls okay it, listen they're still breeding these dogs for the purpose of dog fighting period okay um, and so and they're always trying to, you know, outrun, you know, this history of the breed. So, you know, court rulings, uh, appellate court rulings in the United States uh, and also uh, a couple of different states have said that a dog owner of ordinary intelligence, a dog owner of ordinary intelligence can re- can, can identify if he or she owns a pit bull. OK, so it it doesn't take a suitcase of science to identify one of these dogs, okay? Uh, it doesn't take a suitcase of science to, to identify a boxer either, all right? And they're gonna have, uh, you, the, the de- this is why these dogs can be regulated too, and there are definitions and breed standards. Um, so, you know, if you're just looking at a two-dimensional photograph, okay, you're gonna have a lot of argument about that, but if, you, if animal control takes in the animal and there's a, a you know, three-dimensional you know, evaluation, yes, there are standards. Yes, they can't be identified. Most dog owners can identify them.
0: Uh, human aggressive pit bulls were called myth, num- myth number three.
2: Right. So that's a long-standing sort of issue. I think that you know Peer Review has said that there's some idea that there was suppression back in the really, really long time ago, 1920s, maybe even earlier than that, that there were some suppression factors in place of culling uh, the fighting dogs that were human aggressive. Okay, now we've got fighting pit bulls back at that time that were not suppressed. They, they continue to sire, right, because they were successful fighting dogs. Okay, I think when it broke out into sort of the mainstream public during the 1970s, there was a series of really high-profile uh, New York Times article that got people, unfortunately got people reinterested in this dog breed. Uh, you know, there's just no evidence of suppression at all. OK, there's not. So where that might be true, if you're talking about, I don't know, the 1989 dogfighter, <laughs> it's certainly not true today.
0: All right, let me take a break. So, we can pick it up here when we come back, if we can. Uh, a couple other myths. Fatal attack statistics about pit bulls are false. I think we've addressed that. The media conspiracy against pit bulls and pit bulls are not unpredictable and pit bulls do not have a locking jaw. We are talking to Colleen Lynn, president and founder of DogsBy about pit about She was attacked. Colleen, uh, were you seriously harmed by the dog? I.
2: It was my, you know, my right forearm. So it's, I, it, you know, you throw up your forearm uh, to protect your face. It's a natural reaction. So it crushed that bone, uh, but it was, you know, uh, about I don't know nine months of therapy after that. So wow. I was, I was fine. Are you after that?
0: Do, you can use your arm okay?
2: Yes, yes. Okay. And, in fact, there was an ER doctor on the scene uh, when it happened. So, I, it. I mean, I had excellent care. I had excellent care.
0: All right. Uh, we'll uh, pick it up here. we come back. And if you are in favor of pit bulls and you love them, relax. We're going to talk to Jeff Dorson, executive director of Louisiana Humane Society, who owns one next half hour. We're getting both sides of this. Tommy Tucker back in a flash. WWL. nine We're talking to Colleen Lynn, president founder of DogsBite.org. Um, we talked about it last week. Sadie Davila, seven years old, playing outside of her f- family's home, and a neighbor's dog just running loose kills her. Attacks her. a seven-year-old girl that died a horrific death, and she's gone forever. Um, we're talking about pit bulls and the dangers they're in. Next half hour, we'll talk to Jeff Dorsen. He's a executive director of Louisiana Humane Society. He owns one of a pit these pit bull. He owns rather a. I'll get it out. He owns a pit bull. And uh, he says, no, it's not the breed. Um, We're talking, Colleen, about some of the pit bull myths. Uh, Number six, pit bulls, pit bulls, oh, the media conspiracy. Let me go back to number five. The media conspiracy against pit bulls. People um, text me constantly and say, well, a dachshund can bite you or a a chihuahua can bite you, et cetera. Just talk about that, if you will, please.
2: Okay. So, again, uh, dog bites typically aren't uh, newsworthy. Uh, mauling events are, and that's what these dogs are known for, okay? Um, wow. Again, we go you know back what? to— You know what?
0: You just said a lot that yeah. dog bites are not newsworthy, but mauling is, and that's why it makes the news. Correct. Okay. Yeah.
2: I'd, and that's been true since the 1980s when these dogs really began sort of coming into the public arena. Like, oh, my God, they were these amazingly high-profile Horrific mauling
0: attacks. I got to keep moving here because we've got a lot to cover. Pitbulls are not unpredictable.
2: Right. So we touched on that briefly. Uh, you know, normal dogs—ten uh, thousand, how many years we've been living with, uh, you know, humans and canines. Uh, there's warning f- signals. There's 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 barking. There's growling. There's hackles up. Uh, direct stares will often, all too often, um, these dogs, these these pit bulls, will not give any warning signals. And, uh, you know, that's, we believe that that's partly because of, you know, uh, being bred for uh, the purposes of dog fighting. Just, you know, no, no natural warning signals. And if they do give them, and people argue that they do, they're so slight that humans can't even see them. So, you know, we really want a warning signal, like back off what a normal dog breed does.
0: Pit bulls do not have a locking jaw.
2: No, they don't. Uh, but they hold and they bite and they shake. And then they regrip and hold and bite and shake. And that bite style is designed to inflict the maximum damage to their victims.
0: Um, Pitbulls pass the American temperament test, do they?
2: You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's this rogue test. It comes in and out of these myths. We haven't looked at it in a while, um, but it clearly is... You know, there's no scientific sampling uh, of any dog breed, so it's sort of hard to use that as, as some type of mechanism to say that they pass temperament tests more than other dog breeds. Um, and clearly, you know, in finality, you know, we've got a single dog breed responsible for 66% of all fatal dog maulings in the United States of America. That's enough to
0: know. Finally, punish the deed, some people say, not the breed.
2: Right. Well, I'm really happy that in 2009, uh, the Louisiana legislature passed a law that they did that are allowing charges against this dog owner. I wish we had this same law in all 50 states. OK. Now, again, it takes a long time for, you know, people to for, for, for criminal laws like this to really make a difference. Right. But they have to be there. And this is a fair law. Uh, I think it's only up to five years in prison. It's a felony. Uh, It's a felony because someone died, a little girl. Um, And so, you know, we wish there were many, many more laws to punish, but there just aren't. In many states, the dog has to have its first mauling incident before it can be prosecuted for its second mauling incident. So we really want to go after the first mauling incident. We, We want someone in jail for that. instead of having to prove, well, the owner didn't know it might bite or it might maul. Um, And so we're all about punishing the deed, okay, absolutely. Um, But to say that we're not going to talk about genetics in this breed – that's a mistake, too, okay? Just like we're not going to say, oh, border collies, they don't know how to herd. We're not going to talk about that.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Colleen. I, I, pre- know how to bite? Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your time. I really do, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Uh, it's DogsBiteOrg is the uh, website. It's nonprofit. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate your time, okay? okay. Have okay. a good day. Colleen Lynn, president and founder of DogsBiteOrg. Let me just say this, because I'm getting some texts here. Sometimes people, they get a little bit nervous when they're on the air, and sometimes they laugh, and they don't think that what they're saying is not.